Welcome to Film and Spirits Podcast with Fred and Sean. Today we receive Jeremy Corriveau, who is a music composer for movies and TV, and also the composer of the, the opening theme of a Film and Spirits Podcast. We're going to discuss uh, music in movies and TV and what inspired us in that field. Stay tuned. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everyone. How are you, Sean? Oh, we're not too bad today. We're not too bad. It's Sunday. I've been nice and relaxing, which is something I have been desperately needing. I was actually just kicking back watching movies today, as it so happened. Because of you, actually. I'm actually blaming this one on you. You wrote an article not too long ago on the site, and you talked about favorite movie sequels, and I was watching Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps this afternoon. Did you like it? I mean, it's an interesting I, I, first discussion to open the show, but go for it, yeah. please. <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't seen it since it came out in 2010 when I saw it in cinemas. And I don't think I liked it so much then, but I, I quite like it now. Yeah, it's good. Josh Brolin is really, really right. good in that movie. Yeah, but how are you doing, Fred? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And um, I mean, I'm tired as you are <laughs> because of all the work <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. Um, but today's a special show because um, we're welcoming an old friend of mine who actually is a contributor to the show. Um, and we're going to discuss a little more about what makes him tick. And what makes him tick is uh, music in film and TV. So um, I want to introduce our guest for today as my good buddy, Jeremy Carriveau. And he's with Hi. me in my condo. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. A bit tired. Like nice to meet you, Jeremy. Guys, so, uh, yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. So Jeremy is the unique composer of our opening theme for Film and Spirits podcast. And I think that the, the DNA of what we are right now as a show was really like partly because of him, because I think that it gave us a twist that we know we're going the right direction, mixing whiskey and films and spirits. And you can really feel that in the opening theme. And that's I think, yeah, you really created like some of the some of the magic behind this show. So thanks so much. I just want to say I just want to say I really love that opening thing. Awesome. <laughs> oh, Every time it comes on, I, I feel like I've just <laughs> put on it. a little like cowboy hat or something, okay. and I'm just got like my my rye or my whiskey just on the side, yeah. saddle up a horse or something, and I'm just there like, all right, uh, all right. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, guys, for the for the kind words. I mean, I guess uh, mission accomplished because that's the the image I wanted to uh, convey with the with the music. So. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, so introduce yourself. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Finish your line, Sean. <laughs> well, I was just going to close out. Ever since, every time I hear it, I just want to play Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, well, we yeah. could get into that later. <laughs> we could. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> yeah, talk about good music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're all gamers yeah. here, so for sure we'll discuss it. But yeah, Jeremy, please take the time to introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a film composer, and uh, I work uh, for, for, for TV and, and a bit of commercials. I've been doing that for for the better part of the last 12 years, but uh, full-time for maybe the past uh, four years. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, get in, in the thick of it. I, I love it. It's really hard, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really like what I'm doing and uh, I hope I can keep doing it for as long as I can, so... And that's, you're doing uh, me. you're doing really well too. And you have yes. some good news to share because recently, a few weeks back, uh, we heard about you in the news, and yeah. I think that it's something that you you need to share. We need to celebrate with you today because it's a big thing. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, we we won. Uh, I work with my dad actually, who's been doing this for thirty five years, and uh, we won uh, uh, a prize actually for for best uh, original music for uh, for a TV show, um, a fiction TV show here uh, in Montreal. 
and it's uh, yeah, it's really fun to, uh, to you know to have something to to, to show for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The price uh, in Quebec is what's called. What's the TV show? Uh, yeah, it's called. Well, in English, it's called True North. Uh, in French, it's uh, Les Pays d'en Haut. It's uh, a, a remake of a, a, an old classic, and uh, it's kind of a you know. It's kind of Western, uh, even though it's... Or our uh, own Western. Yeah, it's our <laughs> own Western. Western. Yeah, it's a Quebec Western. Uh, yeah, so we, we had a, a, a tremendous time doing music for that show because we could explore, uh, as much as we could explore with, you know, banjos and, and uh, cellos, we, we had to create electroacoustic textures with uh, synthesizers. So it was really, really fun. I learned a lot uh, through the, the, the whole six seasons of that, of that show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's been six seasons and no, I was so happy to, to hear the good news because I know you've been working so hard on this show with your dad for, I don't know, how many years? Six, six years? Six, yeah, seven six years. years? Yeah, my dad so. started the show, uh, you know, on his own and uh, I, I arrived uh, <laughs> this, uh, during the second <laughs> season. Yeah. And for the past uh, three, I've been working a lot uh, on them. Yeah, I, I, I got credi credited with the, uh, you know, second composer title for the last season because... I started composing more on the show. And uh, before that, I was mainly, you, you know, a music editor, uh, starting from earlier music cuts that were done for the, the, the first seasons uh, that we, you know, reinvented for newer scenes, which is a great way to save time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> so, no, it's such good news, man. And we're really, really happy to have you here because um, it's. I think we're going to discuss something that we all think is really important, but we don't dedicate enough talk to it because we, we, I think, in my, in my opinion, I don't know for you, Sean, but it's so incremental to what makes like a good movie. So we don't even have like to reference it because sometimes we, we get lost into characters and narrative arcs and into direction. But like the, the music of a film, I mean, the the film that we grew up with sometimes i mean it's it works makes it magic and i mean we've been discussing like franchises like james bond star wars uh yeah. indiana jones and i mean these movies wouldn't be what they are without like and such an awesome soundtrack so i think it's cool that we can discuss it with you because you're an expert in that field and we can <laughs> but you are come on i wouldn't call myself an expert but i, I well know, you're definitely I more knowledgeable than we are <laughs> soon to be a, a greatest uh, <laughs> composer but yes yeah, no maestro 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 <laughs> Maestro Corrivo, no, for sure. And it's, no, I think it's important that we discuss music in, in TV and movies, and I think you're the ideal guest uh, for that. But cool. first things first, drink check. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking on your end, Sean? Well, because of our guest today and his image of the West that comes up to mind with the opening theme, I went over to the store today and I was like, I want to go buy me some Jack Daniels number seven. And they were sold out. Which is hard to, guy, to, to believe. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's hard to believe. And I was like, okay, are there any close by, like in the area? I'll drive over and I'll go get some. It's it's dry. Like if you wanted like a smaller bottle of Jack Daniels number seven, the closest they had was, you guys will get this, but Anjou from the West Island. Jesus, yeah. okay. <laughs> so there's a, there's a bit of a, a dry lull. So I'm going to be not doing Jack Daniels number seven today, but I will make a point of doing that in the future. So today I'm doing Gentleman's Jack, and I've never actually had Gentleman's Jack before in my life. I'm really curious to see what you think yeah. of that one, because for you, who's not like a an, an 
big bourbon fan or like Tennessee whiskey fan, this one is like a little smoother than normal bourbons and normal Tennessee whiskeys. So maybe you'll find it even easier to sip. So you should you should like that one. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I'm very curious to try it. I was excited to try the normal Jack Daniels because that's not a drink that I would normally associate with just having a drink. Usually when I, like in your 20s, Jack Daniels is a mixer drink. You put it in with Coke and you have like a Jack and Coke or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's not a, let's just chill and have a drink kind of drink. But I'm very curious to have a drink of regular Jack Daniels, number seven, with that in mind. So that's something else to look forward to. But yeah, I'm very curious to try this gentleman, Jack. Cool. cool, man. On our end, uh, yeah, I wanted to buy something special for, for Jeremy because uh, basically when I go to his place, we usually it's for watching like, you know, F1 races or just have a drink because I haven't seen him in a while. And he always has like a nice little mini bar of like good scotch, good scotches. And um, I myself, I mean, I discovered that I'm more of a bourbon fan than a scotch fan, but I still I miss like the taste of a good scotch. So I went to the SEQ and um, I, I looked at the, the Highland Park map. Agnes that I never tried Ooh, before and yeah. Highland Park is usually like referenced as a really good scotch I know they'd reinvented themselves recently they have a new like branding and whatnot they discovered like it's very new, Viking looking now. it's the, the yeah, bottle we yeah. have is the like bottle is cr- pitch black pitch black all, we yeah. don't see the liquid inside mm-hmm. it's all you have like this big Viking logo with like I don't know dragons mm-hmm. on it or sea creatures yeah. uh, Highland Park gives the image of like I'm going on a quest to go slay the dragon my beard grew like two feet yeah. while I was on my <laughs> quest, and I came back with like a bear pelt, just yeah, for yeah, kicks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so I wanted something special. So I don't know. It's been a while. So I yeah, I bought a nice bottle of Island Park Magnus. I never tried before, and uh, for now I've been I've been sipping it for a few minutes. And oh, it's, I haven't it's, tried it. Yet. Yeah, go yeah, cheers go. first. Cheers, yeah, man. here we go. Yeah, digital cheers, because I am not with you guys. It's really smoky. Like, that's, I don't know for Jeremy, that's the first notes I have. It's really smoky and peaty, but like on the nose, but once you drink it, it's smoother than you expect. I really like it. It's really good, huh? But I really <laughs> love, I, I think Sean prefers a non peaty scotches. Am, yeah. I, am, I, am I wrong? Yeah. Usually, like, Usually. I remember I tried Bowmore Isley once, and I was like, holy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bowmore 15 Bowmore, is intense. Bowmore is like one of yeah. my favorite scotches. So. Yeah. But, it tastes like wood chips to me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> It's all good, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I, I think it's um, it reminds me a bit of the uh, Lafroig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's a good point. Yeah. Less salty, less salty. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Yeah, it goes down really easily. That's yeah, what yeah, I want yeah. to say. Surprising, actually. Mm-hmm. What about you and your gentleman Jack, man? So far, so good. It's a lot smoother than I thought it was going to be. Told you. Mm-hmm. When you when you think Jack Daniels, I think you think. Probably like entry-level Jameson, it's going to be a little burny going down. But this isn't quite it. It's uh, it's very smooth going down. I'm going to have another sip of it just to get some more Go ahead. sample of it. I have a question about Jack Daniels because I had it before on the show. I had like the, the rye Jack, Jack Daniels. But usually when people taste that whiskey on just on the rocks or neat, sometimes do pe- people do that because they, they think of Jack Daniels as just mixing it up. But you can enjoy it just on itself. It's pretty good. Do you taste and smell bananas by any chance? I've heard that before. Yeah. But it's true, it does. I haven't experienced it. But I don't hate it. it. <laughs> but but I, I, I should try it next time. I'm trying to smell it because I've never, you know, 
thought of bananas when drinking. <laughs> all right. Do all your birthday de- so is in December soon, so I'll bring you a whole bottle. Oh, and we'll, let's, we'll, go. <laughs> we'll let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Right before we go go-karting or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, you know what it actually, and this is not like a negative thing, but it almost has like a water flavor to it. Mm. It, it has, you know how there's like that thickness, there's a consistency usually when you drink like a scotch or a whiskey, mm-hmm. and it almost has that slight consistency that's just a little thicker. Not quite like medicine thick, but it's not water. This yeah. is actually a lot more consistent than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it, it sloshes down yeah. <laughs> much more quicker than you would imagine. Um, yeah, I'm getting a little bit of like vanilla with the flavor as well. Oh, that's nice. That's why not sweet, like it. Usually. Yeah. yeah. But I don't hate Jack Daniels. I mean, I know a lot of people like to, to bitch on it and say, like, oh, it's only good for mixing and for cocktails, which is not true. I mean, if I had to choose, like, between a normal Jim Beam and, like, a Jack Daniels, even the Gentleman Jack on its own, I think I would always pick Jack Daniels. I think it's it's wildly underestimated and it's still really good like it's it's still full of surprises it's not it's not too simple of a taste you still have some complexity and it's full yeah. it's not watery i don't feel well, yeah not watery yeah. isn't like it feels diluted but just in terms yeah. of how the consistency of the mm-hmm. liquid itself but when you taste it you're getting a lot of these light notes like mm-hmm. i get a lot of vanilla Maybe the banana, now that you've mentioned it, like, I think I'm even tasting a bit of banana. Do you hate it, though, or you find it No, I don't hate it. It's nice. And there's also a lot of, like, not earthy tones, but, like, grainy tones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it almost feels like you're having, uh, like, oats for breakfast or something like that. <laughs> Which is a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you like it, because uh, it's my eternal quest to make you like American whiskeys a little bit more, so I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so to, to, to jump into like the monster theme that we have today, um, Jay, I want to ask you like, what if you could pick oh, a movie? No. Oh boy, it's a good, it's, a, it's an unfair question, <laughs> it's but we all un- have always to, unfair. Yeah, but I, I, it's maybe like some of the anecdotes and the movies and the TV that you reference are going to launch us in a certain direction. But if you can remember like things you've saw when you were younger. Maybe we watched watched together actually. That really Perhaps, you yeah. you noticed the music in this, and maybe your even your dad showed you, and you're like, okay, this is something else. This makes me want to do music for TV and film. Do you have a few titles in mind? Well, that's a great question, which is hard to answer. But I think when I was younger, uh, I would. You know, you you you, you said, um, do you ha- do you remember movies with the music that stood out? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think anything John Williams yeah, when I was course, younger. Yeah. So <laughs> any big like John Williams is the 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 theme master. You know, you think Jurassic Park or Indiana Jones or Star Wars or they're all you can all sing them by ear, and pretty much the the whole world will recognize that what team it is. <laughs> I think John Williams has basically done like the soundtrack to our youth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like in some absolutely. shape or form. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah, when I was younger, I think I, I, I yeah, Indiana Jones is definitely up there. Um, a little more obscure reference would be uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm. Uh Ennio. Yeah, yeah, Ennio the music, yeah, music by Ennio Morricone, which is uh, also a huge influence. But the uh, yeah, 
when I was younger, definitely Williams. Um, and then I started getting interested into uh, the whole film music thing. And um, it moved on a bit from very catchy themes and almost tunes to, um, you know, more atmospheric, darker uh, kind of scores. And um, I, I think my main influence is uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. I was literally about to ask when you said like darker tones. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to is, associate. Is Trent Reznor the, <clears throat> the obvious answer? And yeah, there we go. I mean, I was a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, anyways, before you know he started. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah. And, I was actually uh, listening to the Social Network <clears throat> soundtrack a few days ago. It's so it's good. Just it's still it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I was. This is how my brain works. I was listening to MGMT, which oh, made yeah, me think okay. of the movie Twenty One. Which made me think of Ben Mesrich and Ben Mesrich, <laughs> yeah, the opening song producer is on song, yeah. Billions, and then Billions made me think of Sorkin, which made me think of Social Network. Boom! I want to listen <laughs> to the Social Network soundtrack. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. I really like the uh, the Social Network soundtrack, but I think my favorite of uh, theirs is. Um, the American version of uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, which I know is not necess necessarily the like the, the the movie that people preferred about the girl with the dragon tattoo, but in terms of music, for me, it was amazing. the uh, The ambience was yeah something else. Which is a great film, underrated, I think, and they didn't even do a sequel. But I do remember the music from that at the opening with like yeah. the ink eagles and, yeah. and stuff. That it, it's really oh yeah powerful. the opening. Well yeah. yeah the opening was a, uh, it's a, a cover. It's a it's, it's an immigrant song cover okay. from uh, originally written by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but then re yeah. like reimagined by Trent Reznor and uh, Karen o, I think. Uh, who is his wife, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think yeah probably yeah. I think she sings on um, how to how to destroy how to angels. destroy angels. Yeah, yeah, is that it? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna leave the YouTube discuss because you know the same references and I don't. But it's fine. And uh, but yeah, the, the that movie was uh, as soon as as the film starts, you're like, oh, okay, that's the kind of uh, atmosphere in which we're in. Yeah, there's something uncomfortable about absolutely the, the Retner and Atticus Ross. Mm -hmm. you, could, you feel kind of violated musically, and I yeah, think that yeah, somehow way. they they they, they yeah. put you in an awkward position with their yeah. music. And uh, other than that, I mean, I can't uh, not talk about Hans Zimmer, which we've seen. We've seen Fred, live Fred and I, yeah, well, yeah we, we saw him live in Montreal, at the Bell Center, which was so awesome. And I remember that 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 day perfectly because at first I, I was like, okay, I'm I'm expected. I know that Jeremy is going to react to certain soundtrack, but it's not the ones <laughs> that I imagined you will react to because I think that you were sitting next to me and we had like beer and stuff, and you said that the, the, the I think your favorite soundtrack or one of your favorite soundtrack out of Hans Zimmer was actually the Da Vinci Code. And I, I was like, really? Of all his like f filmography, that's the one that you react to? I mean, and it's still really good. But I'm like, oh, I imagine maybe something like The Dark Knight, uh, his his work on Inception, his yeah. work on my, I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean or something. I'm thinking that maybe we had a like a bit too much beer because I can't remember the soundtrack from Da Vinci Code so per perhaps I told you something else <laughs> I, I, I preferred way more the soundtrack from The Dark Knight mm -hmm. and uh, even Interstellar which was so weird because uh, during the show he went from like 
you know, uh, the Lion King to Interstellar in like three minutes, which is, you know, That's a jarring. slap in the face. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Interstellar is such a, Uh, Falling uh, asleep on full, his piano and yeah, has, it's, like it's his it's orgasm. full sound. <laughs> the organs. Yeah, the organs. Dominated. And it's, you know, it's almost annoying when, when, you, when you listen to it, uh, not in the context of the film. It's very intense. But uh, when, I, when I saw it in IMAX, I thought, oh my God, this guy's a genius. Yeah, you can't, you can't, can't now you can't picture a black hole without organs, which is That's true. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the featurette that Hans Zimmer did while talking about Dune that came out last week where he was talking no, about he actually had to create instruments okay. because he wanted to create sounds that are literally not of this world how <laughs> awesome is that yeah I mean you, you need to have you know the budget yeah. and the time you have the budget yeah <laughs> but it's and just so great the insanity I think oh absolutely he's the yeah. mad German That's that's you basically know, that's what he is. Yeah, he, he yeah. is. The He's in the German. lab cooking up whatever like, yeah, crazy yeah, result yeah. he can dig up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think part of my excitement for Dune is just to hear that soundtrack in an IMX presentation. For sure. Yeah, yeah. and our next uh, uh, experience actually uh, for Hans Zimmer, I'm speaking for myself, but um, it's uh, in No Time to Die, the next James Bond movie. He's the new music composer for oh, the really? film. Oh, really? Yeah, because Thomas oh, I Newman. Didn't know that. Thomas Newman is not coming back. I was going to talk about Thomas Newman, but, but yeah, he's not coming back oh, for really? No Time to Die. It's uh, Hans Zimmer coming in, so oh, wow. it's going to be a Hans Zimmer sound uh, it's be, soundtrack. Uh, yeah, intense. It's going to be intense. <laughs> it's going to be fun. But yeah, Thomas Newman. What were you going to say? He's an inspiration for you as well. He's an inspiration for me as well. Yeah, from you know. <clears throat> uh, American Beauty was such a weird soundtrack because it opens up with uh, you know uh, marimbas or a vibraphone I can't remember but it's it's so somewhere else than the actual subject of the film and it ends up being uh, super dramatic and it works so uh, I've always admired his Uh, way of thinking of going the opposite direction to the the actual uh, dramatic scheme of the of the movie, and uh, he did the same thing with uh, Jarhead. You know, the music is technically dark in Jarhead, but it's still sort of groovy with guitars and everything, and it's you know uh, about a, a marine uh, almost going crazy and in. in <laughs> <laughs> during uh i think it's desert storm in jarhead i can't remember uh yes yeah, there's a storm, long yeah. i've seen it's, it yeah. it's been yeah, a yeah. while as well so but, yeah, yeah I, and he did an amazing an amazing work on uh, on skyfall too well Sky I, actually i think any movie by sam mendes is uh usually great true but i do remember the soundtrack from skyfall and we, we talk about james one the last time around a yeah. lot but i do i do remember the soundtrack of skyfall really well i do like the way he he played with the electronic bites like when he's waiting at the airport and whatnot it's something we never really heard in the james bond film before so no it's true. like a new and he was following david arnold who mm -hmm. did like really great work on mm -hmm. the other james bond movies but he was still like really he, he had his own vision mm -hmm. and it worked really well and i think that's the same thing and i, I do want you to uh, I do want you to talk about Ludwig, um, Ludwig Göransson because yeah he didn't Hans Zimmer did, uh, is usually like the main composer for Christopher Nolan and he did uh, Ludwig uh, he Hans Zimmer did not do Tenet he like was on other projects I think well he James wanted Bond. to uh, be 100% on 
uh, June, I think. And June. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And <clears throat> I think it's the same thing that Thomas Newman did for James Bond. He had his own signature that well that worked perfectly well, actually, surprisingly. And Ludwig Goransson like delivered on Tenet surprisingly well because we was like, oh my god, Hans Zimmer is not in Tenet. Like, is it gonna be like a, a, a like a slower or like less interesting soundtrack? And it's not. It works really well in Tenet. I think the soundtrack of Tenet's actually probably the best part about Tenet. <laughs> Uh, what's up? Yeah, no, I uh, love the soundtrack. I, I, I actually tend put on to agree sound- with uh, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I, there's some songs like like 737. I'll like just put it on and just yeah. listen to it. And, and I like, will clean the, my the, apartment very fast while listening <laughs> yeah. to uh, <laughs> or trucks in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah you trucks told in me place. how it's exactly. done. Where, like it has like a reverb effect when it like this the sun. Yeah, yeah, comes yeah. Back there's a compressor yeah. and it's keychained and yeah, it's. I, I tend to agree with Sean on that one that uh, the, 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 the soundtrack of Tenet might have been one of the best parts of the movie, but I'm not sure it's the, like, the most creative, uh, revolutionary, uh, one-of-a-kind... Um, that I will also agree with. Yeah, it's just yeah. that it's so efficient and it's, it, puts you all, it always puts you in the right place during the movie. And it it's mixed super fucking loud, so yeah. when you go see it in IMAX and you know the the famous uh, trucks in place yeah. uh, part it starts, loud. it was loud. You yeah. can feel it in your chest. <clears throat> like so, it what yeah, it was it, it was part of the you know it, it's a roller coaster ride, <laughs> and uh, I think uh, Ludwig Göransson did, did an amazing job for a guy who started on Community, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know he he produced uh, uh, Donald Glover's room yeah, back it, in the day. Yeah, there you go. He produced uh, one of the one of my favorite albums of all time uh, by um, Childish Gambino called Awaken My Love, and now he's doing you know Christopher Nolan movies. So. Yeah. Not yeah. a bad rep. No, for sure. <laughs> Not for a sure. Bad rep. No. And he's also doing uh, Mandalorian. The, the Mandalorian. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that's also an I efficient think that score. Show <laughs> deconstructed the John Williams. Because yeah. John Powell did solo and it was riffing heavy on yeah. John Williams. And Michael Giacchino only had a few weeks to do Rogue One. And yeah, it, the it, results it can, were mixed. like we can kind of hear that he, he only had a few yeah. weeks. And then Gorenson <clears> comes in with Mandalorian and he's like, I'm going to do this like neo-Western yeah. inspired by Ennio Morricone, but also kind of simply right? dubstepy orchestral yeah, it's, monstrosity. It's all, that shouldn't work. All of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. And it works so well with the, the character because uh, he is, you know, a, a space cowboy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty <yes>. much. <laughs> and yeah. And it's, you know, the, the, the Mandalorian is kind of, I'm not going to say childish, but it tends to a younger audience than for sure Tenet. Yeah. And the soundtrack uh, does all that. It's, it's, it's light and heavy at the same time. It's, it's, it's comedic at times and, uh, and dramatic at others. Yeah, it's, it's very well done. Very well done. I really liked it. Glad to hear. Oh, we all like the same stuff. I love it. <laughs> Sean, if you had like, I don't know, movies and like movie composers that maybe sometimes encourage you to to see certain movies or that you remember seeing films when like, oh my God, okay, the music in that film and the soundtrack really, I remember that film for that. All right, do you have any, apart from, oh, for John Williams, for sure you're going to mention, but do you have other interesting like maybe examples you know what soundtrack us? i've been listening to a lot which one over the past few years and it keeps growing on me and it's a mediocre movie but the dual 
collaboration between Hans and Junkie XL on the Batman v Superman soundtrack. I think is one of the best soundtracks of the last I, 10 years. I haven't heard that one because I haven't seen the movie. And like you know now, you. I never listen. No, but like like Fred knows now because I, I told him recently, I never listen to a soundtrack before I see a movie or without seeing the movie because... I know well, as a composer that when you write a piece for film, that's the way it's supposed to be listened to. And uh, yeah, of course we have, uh, you know, we, we send our reels with, without the image, but I really want to experience it the way it was written. There's also the potential for spoilers, like and the potential. Noble Land. <laughs> There you go. It's and true. I've been spoiled yeah. before and it's one of, the, one of my pet peeves. I hate being spoiled yeah. and I think no, you the, guys are... The Batman v Superman soundtrack is amazing. Amazing. I, I, I'm have, putting it on my list for sure. You have the big, the big bombastic sound of Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And it's everything we've come to expect from Hans Zimmer. Of course. But it, he's also composing with Junkie XL, who did Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. So you're getting these like big, like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, yeah, he works but a then lot, get, Junkie XL, right, right now. Yeah. yeah. But then you get like these heavy drums, the percussions, <clears throat> and the, the soundtrack is just huge. Oh, it's I can't epic. wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to blast this in the in the studio yeah. for sure. <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those uh, CDs, not CDs, it's one of those soundtracks that I want to get on vinyl. It's oh, wow. Just, okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's nice. such an experience and when you put on the first track, it's not like a nice quiet and it just goes for the the sledgehammer on the first note. Mm -hmm. And then it it comes and goes and there's a a theme that plays every now and again and you can hear it either in the drums or in the soft tone, and then as the soundtrack progresses, this particular theme gets bigger and bigger and bigger, mm -hmm. and then it finally comes ahead, and you're like, that theme, it, it, we've had like a payoff just on the theme, and you've kind of gone on this like journey on this these couple of notes. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's so nice. Like, well, I, thanks for the I, uh, I, uh, yeah for the tip. I'll, I'll, I'll take a yeah. look at it for sure, or take a listen. <clears throat> yeah, on that note as well, uh, the Fury Road soundtrack. Is oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah. I rewatched it like uh, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I rewatched it like a month ago. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's still so good. It's one of the, in my opinion, it's, it's one of the of those action films that are, you know, kind of perfect. Like, I have nothing oh, yeah. to say against the movie. It's no. just from the start to finish, it's, a, it's an adrenaline rush. <laughs> yeah, made by... A guy who's essentially a grandpa at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But he's like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it with yeah. very yeah. little CGI. Oh yeah, and, and it, it shows perfectly. Yeah. The 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 car uh, car crashes are so uh, chaotic. It, it doesn't yeah. look like CGI. It doesn't, and you're like, oh, man. and the, the soundtrack is just it's tribal. Oh, absolutely. Well, the yeah, best part of of the movie is the the, the guitarist guy on the on the <laughs> truck with his flamethrower guitar. <laughs> If I could I have one uh, role in a trailers. movie ever, that would be what I would yeah. want to, to play. It's like the two the, the weird guitars when you have like two handles and yeah. he has like a flamethrower at the other yeah, end. It's ridiculous, guitar. but have so you ever cool. watched uh, Honest Trailers? Uh, I have watched Honest <laughs> yeah. Trailers, but I haven't seen that one. Well, for the honest mm -hmm. for that one, when they do like the starring part, they'll say mm -hmm. like starring, you'll never be this metal. And it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ac accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. Aaron Maiden guy is like looking at this film like, like, fuck, why didn't you think of that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
they're like, ah, oh, man, I guess we'll pack it up and go home for the day. Yeah. Our goals are not going to be achieved this day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are two soundtracks that come to mind in terms mm-hmm. of like recent things that have either elevated a movie or have even superseded the movie. So in the case of Mad Max, it only enhances what's already there. It's a fantastic soundtrack. And I think if you take away that soundtrack, you actually lose something. Whereas mm-hmm. Batman v Superman, it's an okay movie, but the soundtrack is exceptional, in my opinion. All right. Interesting. So those two come to mind, yeah. I'll and then, of course, the we movie. have the old school favorites. Who can say no to a Star Wars soundtrack? Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah. And Hot Take, but maybe, uh, it's been a while since I've listened to them end to end, but uh, perhaps the prequels, John Williams maybe outdid himself versus the originals. Man, the uh, the jeweling of the fates uh, yeah. piece is, you know, it sounds like uh, uh, Mahler uh, symphonies. It's so huge. Like one one of one of the things that I'm amazed about John Williams is I listen to his stuff and I'm like, yeah, I cannot do this. Like, there's no <laughs> way I could compose something like that. It's it's really he's one of the all time greats and he should be remembered as such because you know I, he did his last movie I think right. Uh, the uh, ninth, I know Rise of Skywalker yeah, was his last it, it, Star Wars movie. I'm not sure if it's his last movie movie because he's like. Nine, 94 he's 90, 90, 94, 94. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like 94 or 95 but yeah. he was 93 when he composed Rise of Skywalker so and, I mean yeah and I, I would I think I can go out on a limb and say that not only is he one of the all time greats uh, film composers I think he's one of the all time great composers like mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah classical composers mm-hmm. of our time yeah <clears throat> Do you think there's yeah. any one that, I mean, maybe younger talents that you think are on their way to greatness to become like the next John Williams, like out of the soundtracks that you hear today? One of the hard things about, uh, which is also one of the great things about being a composer is you can do it f- like almost till the day you die. So the the older greats are still here and it's very hard to see uh, who's going to be the next great uh, mm-hmm. composer uh, we were talking about uh, Ludwig Göransson or Ludwig or Ludwig yeah Ludwig Ludwig Göransson and he's great but I I don't think he's going to be uh, the next John Williams uh, I don't think he has that classical writing uh, quality to, 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 to his music and it's not You know, I love what he does. I'm not, you know, dissing the guy. <laughs> It's just that uh, Williams is is on, is on such another level than than almost all the rest. You know, there was um, what's his, what's his name? I'm not good with names. I had to pre- prepare because uh, before coming well, here. Which movie? Give it a try. Uh, which he, movie? Uh, 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 the guy who did the first Alien. Like oh, the original Alan, Sil- Alan Silvestri. Uh, that was Alan Silvestri. The, the first, first alien? alien. Alan Silvestri, man. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I thought it was um, Jerry Goldsmith. Maybe? Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, sorry, Jerry uh, Goldsmith. Uh, there uh, you uh, go. Silvestri uh, did Back to the Future. Okay, sorry. Oh, there you I go. Yeah. Them up. <laughs> All right, Jerry Goldsmith. That's and the Jerry guy. Goldsmith was also one of the all-time greats. Uh, Bernstein and um, what's his, what's his name? The guy who did the. I actually I'm looking at plugins with his name on it uh in my head right now uh the guy who did psycho 
uh, from Hitchcock. Oh, no, that, that I can't tell you. It's been too long. He's... I don't know. Yeah. Like, he had an influence... Google will tell me. Huh? The power of Google's going to tell oh, me. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Google the shit out of it, please, Sean. Go I'm ahead. Googling <laughs> it. Uh, uh, Herman. Uh, 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 Bernard Herman. Bernard Herman. Yeah. He had a huge influence on almost every composer out there, whether they know it or not, because he arrived with a sound so different for the for the times, and it stayed with everyone in in their some subconscious through their influences. It's big. So, is it because of the high pitch of like the knife scene in the shower? Well, that he was the first to use such a high pitch. That's for a the, scene? The, the cliche of his uh, of his work, but it's just. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. very. Everyone uh, talks about like the knife scene, like the. Whoosh, yeah. Whoosh, whoosh. But I think the 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 other theme when it's just the the violins go like. Da, na, na, mm -hmm. na, I think that theme's actually much better than the, the shower theme. Well, the, it's. I think today we think that because now the shower theme is so cliche. It's been used. Uh, mm -hmm. parody, I mean, you can't like, you can't use that uh, seriously today. Because no, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, everyone makes a, a joke or a parody out of it. There, there you Simpsons go. Simpsons have, I'm sure, done it before. Yeah. Probably, actually, for sure, yeah. And uh, every uh, other satirical uh, thing we can think of. Yeah. But uh, when it, it got out, I'm pretty sure people were like, oh, wow, this is different. It was a first. Yeah, yeah it was pretty a first. Mm. Very yeah, annoying. Fred, what about you? <laughs> Sorry, what about me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, what about you? Uh, we, we've been talking about what's, uh, what comes to mind for you. Yes, uh, go ahead. A movie that well, makes you go. Jeremy knows oh. this. I think we discuss soundtracks in yeah, movies. But the listeners do not know. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, but they don't know. Uh, I think it's the same thing for you and I, but I really miss Johan Johansson. He oh wow so good. i can't believe i forgot to talk about him actually he rip yeah. unfortunately yeah. he passed away but i think i'm trying to think of all the movies he did but the work he did on sicario yeah i out of knew you were going to <laughs> especially i think we have like one scene in mind the mm -hmm. convoy scene in mexico mm -hmm. like in juarez i was in theaters with a friend when i saw this and i was like a freaking like on the edge of my seat with like the hair like fucking dress on my it's arms it's extremely like, anxiety oh, inducing I thought like yeah. somebody was gonna come up like and decapitate people like, yeah. in, in the in the, the suburbans and it, it's super long it lasts for like three minutes of a build up like oh, telling min, you dude, something minutes, bad's gonna before, happen more than that but yeah, yeah it's crazy but he handled that soundtrack you're talking about like a music elevating a film Oh, like, yeah. Sicario is great, but I think that without the soundtrack, I think it's it drops like a few levels, like on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not as yeah. good. Yeah, that's what I think too. And the convoy scene, even the end when you have like Benicio del Toro, like like gunning people down in the mansion, and you have like the the subtle soundtrack behind, it's just like wow. That I mean, it's a, re a fresh example out of my my mind. I can think of others, but I mean that in this movie, it works so well. And then Denis Villeneuve's work overall i think they work really well i think mm -hmm. blade runner 2049 we haven't discussed it but it's mm -hmm. hans zimmer as well yeah. the, the soundtrack in this film works like a charm and it's weird because uh um johan johansson was supposed to do the soundtrack to uh blade runner and uh they had a conflict of interest between him and Denis Villeneuve. so Villeneuve decided to go see uh our big boy hans zimmer yeah and uh I'm, you know, I don't want to speculate on this, but 
Johan Johansson died shortly after what would have been the creating creation uh, time of the of the movie, and you know perhaps he wasn't in the best mindset or because it's very obscure. His his death is yeah we uh, don't know we don't know nobody really knows you know there's rumors going around which I'm not going to uh, you know encourage but mm -hmm. it, it it's uh, yeah it's very dramatic and. Yeah, so, uh, and Denis Villeneuve's movies are always uh, elevated by great soundtracks. It's true, uh -huh. it's true, yeah. though. I mean, even I'm thinking about, like, his old work, like Prisoners or even Arrival, it's oh, really, yeah. and the Max Richter sound, yeah, like, on just Arrival, yeah. Arrival is really <clears throat> powerful. And it really is. Yeah, no, for sure, but... I think there's one vinyl I talked to you about, and it's not a soundtrack of a movie, but maybe it illustrated like Joanne Johansson's like state of mind. But I bought the the vinyl Orphe. Yeah, I want to cry his, uh, and like yeah. be in like. Right, it's very <laughs> cry in the shower. It's yeah. cocoony, but this if you want to have like, if you're in a mood like for this, you have a sad evening and you just want like to cry yourself to death. Mm -hmm like listen to that record because it's so like beautiful for, for all the wrong reasons mm -hmm. and you just if you feel sadness you haven't you don't know shit before you hear this this soundtrack it's just like it captures you in all the wrong, wrong reasons and i love it for that and i don't know why but icelandic composers have this quality to to their creations or, or their music and You know, uh, what's her name? <laughs> It's so hard to pronounce because there's letters that don't even exist in our alphabet. But the, 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 the woman who composed the music to Joker yeah. has the same quality than um, Johan Johansson's um, music. And even if we talk about bands, uh, Sigur Ross, mm -hmm. you, you want to talk about, you know, spending an evening uh, sad, drinking wine alone and, you know, just cocooning by yourself and crying listen to Sigurás or Orfe by uh, Orfe, which is, it's great but it's, it's weird it's that they, it's, it's weird that Icelandic composers yeah. barring you know uh, Bjork uh, all have that kind of uh, sadness to it yeah. yeah it's almost like isolating yeah absolutely yeah yeah speaking of Sigurás it reminded me of Game of Thrones because they appeared in Game of Thrones in oh really episode. It's yeah, true, they did. for yeah. the Purple Wedding, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. They were the, the band, or at the... Yeah, it was the Purple Wedding. And <clears> it makes <throat> me think of our good friend Ramen. Mm -hmm. And I think the music in Game of Thrones only got better as they kept going along. Like, people can say what they will about, like, season six, seven, and eight of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Like, like, well, I think the song's called Light of the Seven, where it's just, like, nine minutes piano acoustic. Mm -hmm. And... There was either very little or no dialogue for that scene. And it was just right before the explosion that happened in season six with all the green fire. And then Cersei's son just like commits suicide at the end. You're like, wow. This whole like musical number sets out all this important narrative information mm -hmm. is ex like really, really good. And I think that was an example of TV doing cinematic composing because oh, yeah. in general even still today when i think of tv music not much comes to mind as going that elevated a scene 
Ah, you mm. know, I have a few examples in mind. And you're talking about um, what's it's Ramin Jawadi. Jawadi. Okay, yeah, Jawadi. his work on Westworld. Is oh yeah, he's really done a tremendous impressive. work yeah. on the Westworld. The opening theme is great, but even yeah. I think in in season three, if you watch Westworld season three, there's like an orchestra scene like at a party, which is really mm-hmm. beautiful I think and you know which one I yeah, mean yeah, but absolutely. it's it's really good and he did know I really like his cover of uh, Wu-Tang's Cream <laughs> yeah he he does uh, throughout Westworld uh, season, especially uh, season one there's a bunch of covers uh, especially with the uh, the, the saloon uh, bar piano that plays yeah. popular songs in ragtime like black styles yeah like Paint of like Black it, I think there's one or two Radiohead songs And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really plastic trees, cool. I think. There's yeah. a, there you <laughs> a lot of Radiohead in Westworld. I think even the season two ends on Codex. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there's a Radiohead in uh, Ozark, too. Yeah. I didn't watch Ozark, so I can't you tell. You didn't watch no, Ozark. You need to I know, watch I know, Ozark. I, know, I have so many things to watch. <laughs> yeah, I know. My my, like I wanted to tell you guys a secret. I haven't uh, seen Game of Thrones. I know because I saw uh, your face <laughs> when you were talking in Game of Thrones. You're like, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I know that this this episode. Also, well, the music's really really good in Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. Barring uh, mixed reception on the, he, the final season. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard only improved. Exactly. I've heard all about the you know the the controversy regarding the last seasons, but. Like like you with Ozark, it's on the the it's on the list, but the list is like a like a CVS receipt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> my my two watch list is huge, and what am I doing? I, most of the time, I'm rewatching shows I've already seen before. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like analyzing. Right now, I'm rewatching Peaky Blinders because there's nothing oh. wrong with rewatching. Well, Peaky you were Blinders. you were talking about uh, cinematic approach to TV, and I think Peaky Blinders is a good uh, example because most shows there's not a lot happening in one show usually in one episode because they take their time telling the story they take their time each uh like er every action takes a lot of time and it's it's a rhythm which i really like about that kind of tv show it's not there's also something with pinky blinders that not a lot of shows or movies do anymore but they use instead of a, a traditional score they do the music inspired by and they plug in popular contemporary songs yeah and you can get like a playlist i find that used to be a thing especially like late 90s early 2000s like mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind is the spider-man soundtrack from sam raimi mm-hmm. you buy the soundtrack it's like 17 songs and then like two danny elfman songs you're buying yeah. like a mixtape essentially and none of these songs are in the movie it's true that See, that Danny Elfman did the spider-man soundtrack the first ones yeah, yeah. I forgot the, yeah. well, the three Sam Raimi ones. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Did, which yeah. is really good. But yeah. that was such a thing where you would buy a soundtrack mm-hmm. and it would just be like a mixtape, and oh, yeah. that kind of disappeared. And like Peaky Blinders, something that comes to mind where there's a lot of like Arctic Monkeys, Nick Cave, but that kind of went by the way of the Dodo. Any thoughts as to why that happened? Oh wow, that's a uh, that's a that's a tough one. I I think. I <laughs> Uh, the well, that's just my opinion, but I think the more we moved, you're talking about TV, right? Or just in, in general, general? In general, yeah, in general, yeah. I don't know. I'm it, guessing costs, but yeah, well, costs. It was gonna be my my first uh, point because yeah. it costs a lot to have uh, pop songs, and I I think we used to get uh, the original music and the original soundtrack which were two different things and yeah. you, you used to get you know like the all of the Danny Elfman scoring uh, scenes yeah but that would be like and, on a different soundtrack on a different soundtrack and then you had the 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 
OST or original, not original songs, but you know, like music inspired, music by. inspired by, which is, yeah. but that's the Chad Kroger, Josie Scott. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But I think, but it's like uh, written for the movie. Yeah, usually it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think the, the last, single. the last move, like popular movies that did this, and I hate to say it because I. First, I didn't even see them, but I think the last movies to to do this were uh, the Twilight, uh, the Twilight Saga. Really? They, I mean, Bond is still technically doing it. Yeah, true. Yeah. There was a Tron Legacy film with Daft Punk. They did yeah. an entire yeah. other yeah. album with uh, like another soundtrack. Would they remixed? Yeah, like, the remix. Yeah, yeah. reconfigured. Which yeah, reconfigured. Really yeah, true, true. Yeah. Yeah, Look at these good. old 80s keyboards that, <laughs> that I have found. And like he, pay, he pressed like on the, on the demo button and it's like, okay, that's like Daft Punk's career. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just referencing like a family guy portion that I sent to Jeremy. And I was, it was so funny because <laughs> Daft Punk, they're French. And like, you have the two guys with the helmets who's like, I found an old keyboard. <laughs> like I press on the demo button. And it's like, you have like the, the Tron soundtrack out of it. But it's, yeah, they did a remake mix of all yeah. that the whole album which is really which great. was cool because they yeah. they they had a bunch of different artists uh remix their songs that are their songs that they use for the movie mm-hmm. and uh it turned out into a pretty good album like uh easy I think I preferred uh, reconfigured to the actual soundtrack. to the actual soundtrack well it kind of like draws back to the point i i, I uh nice that's the sound hey, of an opening want, bottle do you want some more <laughs> yeah, last, yeah, last, last yeah. pour last pour thanks um, it, it kind of draws back to what I said earlier that the you know the, the Tron Legacy soundtrack like every other soundtrack was composed to fit what's going on the screen it, they're, they're, some of them sound like songs but they're not songs whereas the the reconfigured part is real. it really sounds like an album Like you can yeah. listen to it like like uh, yeah my one of my fav- favorite bands released an album sounds like it so yeah <clears throat> I really like the the re- reconfigured soundtrack it was great nice I have yeah. a I have a controversial question uh, because I I I was asked that question when I took sound classes at Concordia Sean so maybe you had that question as well but you have an example in mind of a movie where silence no music worked perfectly and you're like okay that's the best decision the composer could have done is not put music and left it completely silence in a certain i need certain to think scene. my <laughs> knee-jerk reaction and this is interesting because the original not even the score but the the pop music in the soundtrack kind of got me into a new entire genre But in terms of silence, uh, Cliff Martinez not doing anything in Drive. And just, it, I, oh. was, I had Drive in mind as well. Oh, well, you stole my example. But we had, the same, <laughs> we had the same idea. I mean, there's a scene, I think, when Ryan Gosling is stabbed and he's sitting in his car and he's just waiting. He's like, okay, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. And there's no music. I think and you have like that last there's, soundtrack like rising. It starts to like fade like in. For, uh, fade yeah. in. Yeah. Like we are human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it takes is, like... Uh, A heroes. minute and a half. It's super long, but a yes. real, a real human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, a conscious real human being. Yeah, it, I think Drive is a good example, but I think um, you guys underestimate the quantity of music that there actually is in the movie. Well, there's, oh, there's a ton a of, music of the, a lot yeah. of music in the movie. No, no, but sure. even even uh, Cliff Martinez is part. Uh, a bunch yeah. of scenes have just a, a, a sparkly pad in the background, which is not really louder than the uh the sfx so you don't really notice it but it's always 
I, I actually I kind of noticed that it changes a lot with the lighting because you know that uh, Nicholas Winding Ref plays a lot with the lighting, mm -hmm. and um, one of the uh, the scenes that come, comes to mind is the elevator scene. Mm -hmm. when he grabs uh, Carrie Mulligan's character which I, I can't remember yeah, yeah. the name mm -hmm. uh, and he kisses her the lighting changes and the moment the music Almost starts becomes like a vignette yeah absolutely it, it becomes like a vignette and the uh, the moment the, the music starts is exactly the same moment that the uh, the lighting uh, changes mm -hmm. and uh, but it's a very good example that a, a bunch of action scenes don't have music They, yeah, they did a bunch the, of work with the Sono. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen it, but I think the second chase scene, which is in the middle of the movie, I don't think there's any music to that. Yeah, with, no, the Mustang GT, with the Mustang GT, there's no, there's yeah. no soundtrack yeah. that much. I think it's, no only, it's only the, the motor cars that yeah. you hear. But yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, It works well in that It scene. works super well. It puts you in the moment. Yeah. And you can have fun with the, the, the car's uh, engine sounds when there's no music. Yeah. And they're very, almost scary. There, there's no music, if I'm not mistaken, for the final fight scene of the Raid 2. Mm, I can't remember. I need to rewatch it. Anyways, it's one of my yeah. favorite movies really? ever. I oh, didn't yeah. know that. Oh, you didn't know oh, that? Yeah. Oh, I Raid love that amazing. movie. Yeah, yeah. But like the knife fight in the kitchen, I don't think oh, there's any music true, to the that. The knife fight in the kitchen. Yeah. I don't think there's any music. Well, I don't, no, I don't think I don't think so, which is interesting because it's like the final showdown. You've watched this yeah. movie for two and a half hours. You're finally going to come to like the big fight. And I yeah. don't think there's any music in it. But it, it, it leaves us with um, the same... Uh, emotions as the main character which doesn't I don't think he has a name I think he's just the driver the driver and <laughs> drive yeah it's a driver, the driver. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think that he has a name but yeah he, he he's such a quiet guy a quiet character and the, the 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 absence of music gives you that same feeling you're with him when yeah. when it happens and it's fun yeah I think it's great yeah Yeah, that movie uh, as a musical perspective is really interesting because it's really poppy and you can't you can't really yeah. mesh pop with like the the, the murder and in the, the narrative and everything that's going on, but it works surprisingly well. You can't really know why, but it does. They work. they really I think use the music uh, like the poppy music yeah. uh, to not I don't want to say help but with to uh to 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 go with the uh aesthetic of the movie uh yeah. we were talking neon about the lighting and it, yeah neon yeah, really and flashy and, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and his that jacket and the everything. movie that got me into the synthwave genre yeah and ever since then like I've, I've loved synthwave ever since our new retro wave however you want to call it so what do you think I'm that's working like on synthwave music by the way so I could send it to you uh, when it's done it might take two years but <laughs> I'm working yeah. on it yeah But yeah, that, that movie was like a gateway for me. And then yeah. it was everything from like Kavinsky to The Midnight to Time Cop 1983. Like yeah. all of that was like, give it to me. Kavinsky is such an influence for all that synthwave genre. He's oh, like the, sure, the, yeah. the, the dad of synthwave. Yeah. It's interesting because <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of the guys from Daft Punk produced Nightcall. Oh yeah, it sounds like it. Did they? Really? Yeah. I didn't know. Huh. I'm probably yeah, like it's Ghost. It's Kavinsky's song, but I think... Um, what's his name? Cristo or Cristiano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the producer, if I'm not mistaken, on the song. So mm -hmm. there is just that little bit of Daft Punk in there. 
Interesting. I don't and we've got to come back to Daft Punk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're so we've come really full circle. I mean, did they yeah, do another soundtrack circle. except for Tron Legacy, or that's the only one? I don't they think did? so. I think they, their songs have been used in a bunch of movies because mm. they're so influential and catchy. <laughs> but I, I don't think they did uh, another soundtrack. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so either. Remember. You had an interesting. Um, you, you said like about like a movie being a stinker, but that the the music redeems it. And I'm trying to think of a Ooh, movie which is hard. not good, but the music is absolutely brilliant. And you know what? When we were kids, Jeremy, Jerry, we, I think we, you and I, we watched together on a VHS Batman Forever. And I think that the, I can't remember that. <laughs> but I think that the soundtrack of like that the new Batman soundtrack after Danny Elfman is yeah. actually really good. Do you remember it? Uh, dude, you said VHS and I zoned out. Like so, I, I, I can't remember. I'll make you listen it to afterwards. So it was like very cartoonish, but yeah. And that movie, the music is still really great, even if it's not a great film. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to. I'll come up with another example like mm -hmm. of a stinker well the movie's the movie's not good but the music is really good do you have an example on your end where you watch something like that's really awful but the music really is, awful well really oh, maybe wow, not really, but not that good and you're like okay the music it's, is still really great i i wasn't ready for that question oh. <laughs> I, i tend to uh erase bad movies from my memory <laughs> but well, uh, you have a better ear than than we are we do so i'm i'm curious really hard to, really hard to say i need to i need to think sean is actually probably the first thing that comes to mind for me uh, tron? Just spoke. tron yeah the, the new one the, the first tron, or the tron second legacy. one the, the second one legacy yeah yeah it wasn't like, that great not of a great movie, movie. No. <laughs> no not at all <laughs> it's a true well yeah forgettable movie uh, but the, the soundtrack mm. is one of those things where you have like maybe a two-star movie but the soundtrack mm -hmm. is like four four and a half I'll give you a recent example and curious because the critics really loved it, but I didn't. Annette, like on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen Annette. With Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard. Oh, it's a musical. true. No, I haven't seen it. And, and the I'm going to Google it? search it, but yeah. there's like the, 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 the people who record the music. Uh, give me a sec. But it's a musical, basically. So Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard, they do sing like, or like they do most of the work. Mm -hmm. But it's... Um, the last musical sorry. I've seen is... Uh, Eurovision, a song of ice and fire with, with yeah. Will Ferrell and <laughs> Is it good though? I'm curious. I, I'm a sucker for Will Ferrell movies, so I loved it. And he does all his own singing with which is all like even more hilarious to me. <laughs> But yeah. It's not like No, I should watch I it. I won't rewatch it, but I, I really enjoyed my evening with that movie and <laughs> uh, and a bottle of scotch. <laughs> it sparks for Annette. It sparks who ended uh, right. the music. And All it's right. surprisingly, the music is good. Like the musical, and, and I think it's the same thing for movies like La La Land, but La La Land was handled better. Uh, I, from I a really direct, liked La La Land. From yeah. a direction perspective. Yeah. But yeah, that's an example of a movie where the music is everything. La La Land is awesome. I mean, even from a narrative I mean, I'm not standpoint. a fan of musicals, like where they break into song and dance. Me neither. I find it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like but Les Miserables, where everything is sang from beginning to yeah, end. Yeah. yeah. So when people start breaking out into song for like no good yeah. reason, there you I'm go. Like, I hate it when they for me. Exactly. But when, I, I, love hate when they, I hate I when love they do a, uh, a like they're talking and 
someone has to explain why he did something and he's like well so I have to explain everything it's a song <laughs> there you go I hate that but like you Sean I, I really appreciated uh, La La Land I think it's the perfect yeah. Christmas movie no I'm sorry no. Die Hard no, is the die perfect hard. Christmas <laughs> movie <laughs> let me correct myself welcome but, to the party yeah. pal <laughs> Die Hard is the all time greatest uh, Christmas movie yeah, but I La La Land was on, uh, uh, on the website where I talk about how Die Hard is like a fantastic Christmas movie. So it we we agree movie. that Die Hard is a, Christ, is. a Christmas movie, right? I think yeah. so, absolutely. I can't okay. watch it for my girlfriend. But people yes. who literally <laughs> work on Die Hard, some will say it is and some will say it isn't. Oh, really? It's That's such a divided opinion. So yeah, it wasn't like set from it. the start, you know, the director didn't set from the start to everyone, yo, this is a Christmas movie. No, it's just some people think it takes place at Christmas, and some people say it captures the spirit of Christmas. And I was like, I'm going to do a, an article on this. So I think it was last year that I wrote it. So oh, I'm going to read that, that article. Oh, yeah, because yeah, uh, I think I'll it's actually, a Christmas I'll give, movie. I'll give the link, and we'll, we can actually put it in the description. Oh, yeah, perfect. People yeah, can, yeah and just go from there, and people cool. can read that for themselves. Yeah, I think but, the perfect yeah, reference in, in the movie is that when Bruce Willis in the limousine with the guy and the guy who puts rap on and yeah, like, run DMC's like Bruce Christmas Willis is like, yeah, yeah, do you have any Christmas uses? Like, this, this is, is Christmas music. Argyle, the driver. Argyle is an underestimated character in Die Hard. But yeah, going back to La La Land, it's, yeah, I really think it's... I, I like to go back to the the Oscars. I really enjoyed Moonlight. Like I think it's a it's I think it's an amazing film. But I think from a you know whole package standpoint, in my opinion, La La Land should have won because it's 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 basically perfect. The colors, the the songs, uh, you know everything. It's a perfect Directed, movie. Yeah, yeah. It the is. lighting in that movie was the amazing. lighting is like, amazing. Anything Damon Chazelle does to me is. Like he 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 has uh, the the key to my. Uh... <laughs> He's got the touch. But yeah. Yeah. He, did, uh, his films are good. He, he did yeah. Whiplash, and that movie was all about jazz. Of course. Mm -hmm. and, and First Man, the for the the soundtrack in First Man is actually really good. It's so different. Yeah. You know, we were talking about uh, Interstellar mm -hmm. and space and organ and way over the top soundtrack, and. Uh, You, you you feel like the soundtrack to First Man, which is really centered, you know, the 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 story of the movie is really centered about uh, around um, Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, yeah. and the soundtrack conveys that because it, it it talks to you from the personal standpoint of uh, um, Neil Armstrong up until the moment where they arrive uh, on to the moon and they start circling the moon, and now it's. All out, yeah, like, like I can't believe I'm living this. I can't believe I'm landing on the moon, and it's to me it worked. Um, my dad did not like it that much. Really, the, like the, the jazz, uh, like it's it's kind of jazzy. And hmm. uh, what's his name? The, the the composer that does every single one of uh, Chazelle's films. I forgot. I can't remember, check. but Let me check. he like. Oh, it's obvious that he's got a a, a jazz um, training and. I don't know. To me, it worked. To me, it was really something. And that famous scene where they land on the moon was one of the great uh, cinematic experiences to me of Justin that year. Hurwitz. Justin Hurwitz. Justin Hurwitz. Thank you. Yeah. Told you I wasn't good with names. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about Trent Reznor before and Alex yeah. Ross, but we're also talking about jazz now. What did you think of the dual soundtrack of Soul, which was like half jazz by John Baptiste 
and then half like atmospheric by the Nin duo. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it, somehow it worked. <laughs> when I when I heard that they they were doing that, I was like, okay, the two guys who did yeah, <laughs> the girl with the dragon tattoo in Social Network are now doing a like a jazz then, musical or yeah. something. Uh, but it's it's a lot uh, on uh, on the shoulders of um, uh, Jean Baptiste who did a uh, an amazing work, and I think it was yeah, I think it was an amazing movie. Soul was it one was of my really favorite. Good. Pixar movies ever, which I still watch. I, everybody still watches Pixar movies, no matter what their age is, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, it, not to use like the pun lightly, but Soul kind of crushed my soul. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't That's think that a was a one. movie made with kids in mind. So oh like, no, kids can sure certainly not. watch it, but they're not gonna benefit from it. The I don't, dude. They had Miles it. Davis yeah, in yeah. mind when they did that movie for yeah. sure. Yeah, we're watching the movie. and We're like, wow. This movie's personal and real and dark and sobering and optimistic. Yeah. Kids are watching it and they're like, "Yeah, like I get the <laughs> message, but do they relate to the message?" No, no, but it's the perfect Pixar movie. We can like the kids appreciate it and the 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 the, the adults appreciate it. Uh, yeah. The kids see colors and music, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and then the adults and see the, uh, defeat and redemption, and it's a uh, it's a very it's a good old American story. <laughs> <laughs> All about that jazz. All about that jazz. Hey, gentlemen, it's been an hour and three minutes. It's been so, an hour and three minutes. Yes, Do you want, I uh, I don't know what your <laughs> usual time is. We can know. we should clock in at around like an hour and hour ten. Or an hour I guess and before we head off, a few minutes. I want to ask the one question I talked about before even started but like with your ear you have an education a training mm -hmm. at movie soundtracks when you watch a movie do you think you experience a movie differently than how like fred and i might see a movie like is there a certain th criteria that might be checked differently excellent question it's a very good question uh yeah it's a very good question i think you and fred are um you know, keen uh, movie uh, enjoyers. I mean, you, you guys are both critics. Uh, you guys have seen countless movies. And I think you guys uh, uh, see a movie differently than the average uh, movie consumer. Um, <laughs> if I compare to, you know, if I watch a movie with my girlfriend, uh, we do not see it the same way at all. Uh, she sees, you know, the, 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 the whole story from A to Z and that's it. I will go like, okay, so the director chose to take that piece and put it there. And then I'm very more, uh, a lot more, I'm a lot more analytical in, is that a, is that a word? Analytical? Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> it's not my first language. So sometimes I'm like, oh shit. Uh, it, I, I'm much more analytical in, in my way of, of watching a movie. And it's to a point that I need to like turn that switch off a bit. Because uh, we're used to getting, uh, you know, the, before we get even the final cut of the edit of the movie, we get what's called a rush. There's no uh, colorization. There's no, like, it's not even the final version. And you see all the adjustments that are made throughout the, um, the, the process to the, the final version. And sometimes in uh, released movies, you can kind of see where they 
chose to cut or where they chose to uh, fill with uh, something you can spot the the plot holes uh, not necessarily in the story but in the in the the camera angles or the choices of of of, of uh, even the choices of words that they use because I I spend you know 60 hours a week doing this and I so I do think I I I, I not that I I I think I see it differently but I think I I watch it more actively than the the usual um uh consumer if i'm or spectator um because it's my job and uh it's a blessing and a curse <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's really fun to analyze and see what what you know what the composer was thinking and oh he's going to uh okay he used that to emphasize on that word or on that situation or on that uh, scene, I wouldn't have done this, but I'm happy that he did because maybe I'll do this in the, in, in the next one. Uh, but in the end, I, I still managed to, you know, enjoy and watch movies and have fun like uh, any other guy. And I can't wait to go see James Bond and just sit back and rock to the, 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 the music of Billie Eilish, I guess. Yeah. And uh, but I, I think, uh, which, I mean, she's an amazing artist, by the way. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I do think I, 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 I watch movies differently than the, the, the average uh, movie watcher. <laughs> I expected that as well, but it's, it's still really interesting to, to hear. But yeah. I'll try to have a like a more acute like <laughs> like sense of hearing when I go to to the movies. But uh, like sometimes I have to uh, rewind to listen to what the characters said because I was only listening to the soundtrack for the past minute, and I'm like, uh, what? I I don't understand I what's, understand going, what's <laughs> so going on. Final question to you both: Like, if you had like a soundtrack of a movie or a TV show that you have to like listen on repeat, and that you do like listen on repeat on Spotify, what is it? Sean, go ahead. Well, I brought this up at the beginning, and maybe it's not my favorite, but it's something that I've been listening to a lot for the past two, well, three years now, actually. Mm-hmm. And I alluded to this at the beginning, but the Red Dead Redemption Two soundtrack. Ah, uh, we didn't get into Red Dead. Okay, show. go ahead. Yeah. 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 Do it. But this is how it is because I listen to it a lot. There's two aspects to the Red Dead Two soundtrack, and so you have the original score, which is outstanding in terms mm-hmm. of video game scores. It might be one of the best for sure. Absolutely. But there's also the second half of the score, which is a whole bunch of original music written by popular artists like Josh Holmes or mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, and they created narratives in song form, specifically for Absolutely. certain beats in the narrative. Yeah. So you have this Western-inspired soundtrack, but it's not too Western. There's, there's hints, uh, yeah. inspiration it's of Western. Like, it's almost it's also Cajun. contemporary. Yeah. Yeah. It's a like contemporary gypsy music almost, yeah, and then you'll have it is. Josh Home from Queens of the Stone Age mm-hmm. doing a, a song, and depending on which version you get, you might get Nas coming in at one point, like D'Angelo comes in. Mm-hmm. So you get this huge like music plays such an important role in that game, and considering it's a game about like shoot 'em up westerns, people might dismiss it as being like oh yeah yeah whatever, but music is such an important part of that game and Red Dead is probably one of the best narratives 
to come out in the last 10 years. One of, for sure. Hmm. I, I, think, uh, I think Red Dead, to me, is um, the future of single-player video games. Yeah, I I'll think Red Dead and God of War. Yeah, I haven't Fair played God of War because I don't okay. own a PS4 or PS5. Okay. Yeah, I'm more of a Sony guy. I'm, I'm an like Xbox that. guy, so. <laughs> but I need. I well, if, like. I really. If you if you're not gonna play, at least listen to the soundtrack from. Bear I will. McCurry. I will. Yeah. But the but, uh, oh, it's yeah. Bear McCreary who did the soundtrack to. Uh, yeah, he's the one who uh, did the music to uh, the Walking Dead, I think. Uh, he's done a lot of things he's done a lot of things but anyways um, uh, concerning Red Dead Redemption it's such a good soundtrack and it it always puts you in the exact mood that you want (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Daniel Lanois is amazing the the, the song that's called that might be my favorite song yeah uh, that's the way it it is is. oh my god I I I could cry (laughs) yeah Yeah. you can all miss the yeah absolutely and it plays at the right spot it plays at the right spot it's One of the few video games that, I, that I've played that I, I thought, you know what, this is a cinematic experience. It's, uh, yeah. And in yeah. terms of the score, there's a part where you go meet an Italian mobster in the Saint-Denis, which is mm-hmm. New Orleans. Yeah. And there's this song that plays, and it's almost like a fluttering uh, accordion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not like anything I've ever heard before, because usually accordions are sort of like long and stretched out. Mm-hmm. This is like... It's very staccato, yeah. and you don't usually hear that with that instrument. And it was fresh; it was different, and it, it stood out as being memorable. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Well, you know what? It's actually a good answer. I I still listen a lot to the the, the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack. Somehow, I still find myself sh- shamelessly listening to the the Skyrim soundtrack because <laughs> I spent so <laughs> many hours. You know, yeah. <laughs> So, but uh, we could do a whole episode about video games. You guys are going to have to have me back because it's uh, we can talk for another yeah, <laughs> two hours. There, there's about a lot of good Skyrim. I keep forgetting. It's like I tell you, I tell you, the dragon no, comes. Oh yeah, true, yeah. true, 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 true. Yeah, there's that. Uh, the well, uh, yeah, the soundtrack from uh, Witcher. Uh, the yeah, video game, not the, um, not the not the, the, not the TV show, which is which was Martin. Good. Oh, it's a Polish, Polish name, yeah. Yeah, it's her Polish name here, but there's that, that soundtrack is also truly yeah. exceptional. And um, what about you? Yeah. What about you, Fred? I'm gonna beat all of you with your Redem- Red Dead Redemption like bullshit. Halo, man. <laughs> oh, Halo oh, yeah, by Michael uh, exactly. Michael Salvatore, Michael Martin Sa- Martin O'Donnell. Ma- yeah, Martin O'Donnell, man, it's so beautiful. Halo yeah. two, I mean, Halo three, three ODST. I ODST, think I sent yeah. you a few, a few things, but like the the rain <clears throat> soundtrack when they're you're you're the you're like the ODST walking and uh, trying to find survivors like on on a city on Earth, and it's only like piano and and I think like some violin, not even violin. I ODST think it's only is a po- perfect rainy day soundtrack. It's beautiful yeah, man it's beautiful. It's, and even the, the main soundtrack of halo i mean like the it's i mean the choir that goes with that yeah yeah of course i mean they did they did a really good job they did a really good job yeah so yeah so we we came here to name our favorite movie soundtrack that we listen on repeat and then we all named video games okay okay i guess we'll have to talk about video games next time we switch back to movies and tv okay uh jeremy you first go oh wow what uh, movie soundtracks I listen to right now uh, somehow I'm I have uh, not Tenet but another Christopher Nolan movie 
uh, Dunkirk in my rotation. I love what Hans Zimmer did with the uh, like the uh, stopwatch sound. There's this kind of tick 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 going yeah. on to remind you that you know it's always uh, time is always moving, guys. And <laughs> uh, I think it's great. He he used also uh, uh, like a, a sound phenomenon that I can't remember the name. Like I told you, I can't remember names. Which is that it always feels like it goes up and it's it never stops stops going up, and he used this kind of um, uh, audio hallucination in his soundtrack, and I think it's brilliant. I think it, it gave us one of the most anxiety-inducing soundtracks of the past decade uh, in a war movie, which is great. So yeah, I, I what I would say is uh, Dunkirk. Right interesting now. really yeah. interesting he played with sound really interestingly in that film because everything is so loud when you have the stukas i had to and the gunshots when they're ears. walking like in the streets yeah. and you hear the gunshots it's like okay this is really realistic that's how yeah, you hear yeah, things yeah. in the war yeah. sean, sean movie now <laughs> movie or tv <laughs> movies yeah um so as of late for whatever reason i've been listening to james horner's troy soundtrack troy oh Nice, yeah. old school. Like what? So James Horner is good. Agamemnon, uh, not Agamemnon. Achilles takes the beach. Yeah. The, this nine-minute piece. I think Horner's one of those composers like John Williams. He really understands classical music. So you get yeah. these a lot of horns, but a lot of strings to go yeah. with it. But the horns are so dominant. Mm. Oh yeah, it's a great soundtrack. I have to re- re-listen to it. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, a lot good of choice. Obs- obscure choice, but I like it. I really like Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, really hipster with that choice. I love it. <laughs> Not going into the popular direction. Oh, and I've I've been listening a lot to Mandy, the Mandy soundtrack. Uh, the by Joe, jo- yeah, the yeah. Nicholas Cage movie. <laughs> the, the soundtrack is one of the last soundtracks by Johan uh, Johansson, uh. and it's a weird blend of very bright and very dark stuff it's uh, it's surprising it's surprising interesting okay uh on my uh i'll have two answers one more popular one less popular um the first one i think for sure it's ludung Goranson on tenet mm-hmm. i love what he's done and even that i think that it, i think he mixed it with somebody else but like the plan uh song That's like at the, the end of the play, like it's so good i listened it on the car i listened to it on the car in the car it's so good um but recently i I mean, surprisingly, it might be weird, but um, I love the soundtrack by on the movie Goodwill Hunting. Like Goodwill Hunting, I think there's a few like songs on it. I think it's Angelus or something. Like it's really quiet. It's really like guitarish. And you were talking to me about the hipster pick. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. You just won the prize of the hipster pick. I've been listening. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like who sang that song. But uh, there's a good like really calm. Who did the the score on uh, on? Um that movie that Goodwill you just hunting? said. Okay, yeah, thank you. Sure, well, <laughs> check. I'll get back to you. I don't know my shit as well as you do, but yes. Well, apparently you, you know it more than I do because I can't remember the name of the movie uh, that you just... Elliot made. Smith. Elliot Smith. Oh, but well, yeah. Elliot Smith is a great... Uh, well, was... May he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, was a great indie uh, artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a bunch of his albums and he's... Uh, yeah. He did some good he's stuff the, in the, film, the, yeah. yeah, he's America's uh, Dede Fortin. 
<laughs> I do know the guy, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that movie, I mean, it's so... When you're like in your normal day-to-day routine and you're just like studying or working mm. and something and you hear like the guitar by like Ilya, Ilya Smith and like a song like Angelus that's so calm and so comforting, you're just like, yeah, it's good. It's I, I like this. I can get behind this. Mm. So uh, yeah, I think that's like what I'm behind, like what I listen to like most frequently. But from Anne Zimmer, we're discussing Hans Zimmer a lot and... And I do need to um, mention him because when we were like at a bell center, like watching like him and his orchestra, like, like perform live out of like everything he's done. I think that the most resonant soundtrack that he's done. And I'm like always really freaked out when I listen to it, the dark Knight rises soundtrack, but for the beginning, like in the prologue where there's percussions all over the place. That's the, the, the the plane scene. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's it's really loud right now, but it's, that's the plane scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, you remember seeing, I think that, that, that scene maybe in the prologue when in in the theaters, but fucking hell. Yeah. The the fire rises. The fire rises soundtrack is so powerful. It's crazy. I I like it so much. It really is. Powerful is the word. Yeah. 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 But you got the the choir that goes with it at the same time doing that chants throughout the movie. It's so over the top. Yeah. Everything Hans Zimmer does yeah. is over the top. Yeah, but it still works. I know you I'm don't so like ha- too much percussions, I think, in, uh, in the no, songs No, it, like, it, it depends. It depends. Yeah. But I, I think everything he does is... I'm like, you know what? Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, agents. Uh, I think it's been how much time? Maybe like an hour? 120. An hour oh, 120. and 20 minutes. All right, guys. Uh, it's been so fun discussing like music and movies and... And yeah, I think that's saying that that's something we need to integrate more in like our reviews of things like we discuss as like the movie and what it made it made us feel. So thank you, Jay. Oh, thank you. Sing soundtrack with us. <laughs> thank so thank cool. you so much for having me, guys. Uh, I, I absolutely love talking about this. And uh, yeah, it, it was really fun. Really it, fun. Thank you. And thanks for the scotch. Oh, <laughs> man. It's, it's, it, you know, thank you. I mean, uh, you earned it like real well with the opening theme, everything, uh, opening theme, everything you do for us in terms of editing and like just sound mixing when we're trying to edit properly our episodes. <laughs> You're a great help. And oh, you know so what, much. Sean? I think we should do an episode two with Jeremy after Dune. After we watch oh, Dune. Oh, sure. Let's, and discuss Hans Zimmer's yeah. core. I think we Why should not? do an ep- uh, a second episode talking sure. about yeah, the soundtrack. Let's put that in the books. Yeah. yeah good call. Because I think that's going to be a soundtrack for the ages Ooh, probably yeah. i'm yeah. very excited to hear what hans has up his sleeve for that movie. for sure uh, it's gonna be so good. i know it's already out but i'm avoiding it yeah it's the same same thing yeah i know i don't even want to read the the song titles <laughs> yeah 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 it's gonna be good i think i need to Cool. All right, we have a deal then. We'll discuss Dune soundtrack uh, for the next episode with Jay. All right, thanks so much, gentlemen. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, let's keep drinking. Let's keep talking. Let's keep drinking. And of course, as always, if you want to give us a like, give us a follow, any sort of feedback, we like all of that kind of stuff. We do. (laughs) Really important stuff. Please you can do. always find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Google Play and a few other places now. You can find us on the Screen Hub site. So you got options now. 
yeah, go uh, read our latest uh, reviews of popular movies and TVs. And yeah, we're pretty much uh, everywhere now, hopefully. So uh, yeah, have a good time listening to us. And if you have comments, feel free to uh, to submit them. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one. See you.